Hi, I'm Nikki O'Brien and this is Quintessential Being. This podcast is a heart-driven passion project of mine. It's about sharing stories, journeys of self-discovery, giving you actionable tools, shifting perspectives. It's about bringing you anything and everything that will help you understand yourself, love who you are right now, and deepen the connection with those around you. So thanks for joining me and let's jump in. Libby Toza is an author, photographer and writer. She is all about inviting empowerment, self-acceptance and love for women to embrace their bodies in any and all stages of the life journey. Libby's the founder of the She Is Me movement, a collective of women celebrating the womanhood through stories and photography. Her book, Through Her Eyes, is a stunning encapsulation of the true essence of women. Wild, joyous, free. To give you a taste of what's within these pages, I'm going to read a little bit from the foreword by Esther Thorne. Like so many women, I've stood in front of a full-length mirror consumed by self-loathing. If only my breasts were perkier, my tummy flatter and my thighs thinner, my inner voice would say on repeat. But what if I could see myself through different eyes? Would I then appreciate the belly my four children grew in, the breasts that nourished them, and the legs strong enough to chase after them? I just love this sentiment and really encapsulates what this book is all about. This is important and beautiful work, not just for our own self-acceptance, but for the generations of women to come. Welcome, Libby Tozer. My goodness, am I so excited to have you on the show today. Thank you so much for sharing some of your precious time and energy with us. Thanks so much for having me. So let's start with what stirred you to birth the She Is Me movement? Wow, it was a bit of a journey. It actually started um, about five years ago as a children's picture book. And um, I was talking with a publisher back and forth and um we were on completely different pages and after about six months or so I got an email from him saying that I was empowering the mother too much which are you serious a- yeah I know I know it actually sounds terrible when you say it like that but he was correct <laughs> it's meant to be a children's book how, so how, he how is he correct in saying that <laughs> I know but it's quite funny <laughs> like I just can't even believe that came out of a publisher's mouth <laughs> Talk about the trained dialogue in our culture. I oh know, it's awesome. <laughs> so then I was like, oh my gosh, this bloke's a genius. I'm going to write it for women instead of kids. So I, I was having like showing the emails to a group of friends a fair bit and they were bouncing off and they were helping me heaps at the time. And yeah, I just kind of completely switched the dialogue to being written for adults instead of kids and it just totally started to flow so I was like this makes so much more sense so initially started kind of just as three little chapters and then and then I was like oh I think we need people to help I don't I need an illustrator or something (laughs) and then I was like oh no we need photos so and then I thought no I'll have to do the photos myself because there's no way I can afford to pay a photographer so um I just sold my house so I went and brought a really expensive camera and 
made a Facebook group and asked anybody if they'd be happy to take their top off and let me take photos of them. And that's how it started. <laughs> I love it. Just organic, organic movement. Just, you know, it, it just comes. Com- yeah, it was completely organic. <laughs> I love that. So we obviously dived into it a little bit there, but let's, there's such a trained dialogue in our culture about what women should look like. Let's talk about that for a minute and the collective beliefs that we embrace as little girls. Like I'm guessing this was like a foundation of, of where you, where this, you know, this whole thing came from. Yeah. So I think what happened is um, I've always struggled with body image issues in a big way my whole life. And I think it was really eye-opening having, so about five years ago, I was a single mum with a three-year-old daughter and I just remember her watching me and she would literally get dressed up in my clothes and twirl around and say things like, when I grow up, I want to look just like you. And I was kind of like, I don't know, it was a little bit like, whoa, where did this, how do we get from wanting to look just like our mums and then becoming a person who quite often does look just like our mums and not accepting anything about ourselves. Yeah. So, yeah. So can you share some of the stories that you've told yourself about your own body image and what it means to be a woman in this world and how that's changed over the course of you doing this work? Yeah, I think it's changed a lot. I mean, I definitely still have struggles. I don't think I'm cured or anything. But um, I think for me the most powerful photo shoots are I mean, because I would have photographed way over 150 women and a lot of them completely nude. But for me, the most powerful ones are actually the groups of, you know, 50 women in black bras and undies. And I remember having a couple of aha moments being at just taking the photos and going, oh, my goodness, like we're all – there's not one shape that I've looked at and cast a negative judgment on. And I actually just think everyone's gorgeous. And I'm like, where do we – get this dialogue from and (laughs) at the start of the photo shoots there's no way I would have been standing in front of someone with black brows and undies on and letting them take a photo of me (laughs) so it's definitely been a complete journey and so the women being brave and letting me take the photos has helped me learn to accept myself as well yeah wow in a big way so um I as a young kid I was very fit and very athletic and my figures completely changed as I've got older and it's which for some reason yeah in our society we've almost been programmed to think that's a bad thing and I yeah I don't actually think it is a bad thing it's just our programming and yeah what we've been taught is right or wrong or good or bad is quite interesting from a society perspective and the media and the stuff we get fed and images we get bombarded with all the time. I know. Was that a huge driver for you? We just talked then about the images that we do get bombarded with, airbrushing and all that kind of stuff, and you are just so unique in your approach to, like you said, photographing real women, raw women, nude women, you know, just in in all stages of life and embracing all body shapes and sizes. Yeah, yeah, I think so, and I think... When you look at someone as a whole being and you take everything into, you know, if you look at someone's, yeah, a whole person and they've got lumps and bumps and, I mean, the the tiniest of women have lumps and bumps and the, like, nothing is what we've been taught it is anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and bigger women have lumps and bumps and people have parts of their bodies completely missing and I think these all just tell intricate stories about the individual and 
if we shift our perception and look at them as stunning parts of a story that make the person who they are, then there's no way that we should really be looking at ourselves as anything other than beautiful. Yeah. Let's talk about the Through Her Eyes book for a moment. On the first page, besides all those gorgeous smiling women, you've written um, on the introduction, this book is raw, heartbreaking, expansive and beautiful. It is a witnessing of womanhood and a true celebration of the many facets that make our body spectacular and unique. And I just adore this sentiment. What were you surprised to find out about these women through the process of photographing them? So many things. I mean, there are there's more than one woman in that book who's not alive anymore. So just on the surface of things, the amount of energy we can put into how we perceive our bodies and trying to morph it and change it, and then at some point our bodies are all going to fail in some way or another. And towards the end of the book there's a woman that I photographed called Irene and she actually allowed me to photograph her literally on her deathbed so those photos were taken about a couple of days before she died but she was in hospital and wasn't going to come out of hospital after that and she looks absolutely stunning she's literally glowing um and we we in the hospital room at that point she was in a hospital room there was four beds in the hospital room um you know in like a shared ward and she was yelling out sex before we took the photos so it was (laughs) just this amazing vibrant woman who totally physically accepted herself and it just shone through her she was stunning right up till the moment she passed away and I don't even know where to start with where the lessons are from that but um it was incredible and other women that I photographed that have had body parts that don't function how they're meant to um anymore and their resilience and um the way they've learned to be grateful for their bodies and how they do work and how they get let them live life is amazing for how that can change your perception as well. Oh, there's so many layers to it. I don't really even know where to start. Let's so dive in. I dive into all the layers, babe. I want to hear all the things. <laughs> where do you want to start? <laughs> Gosh. I don't know. So I think I think the other thing, if it because it kind of started as a journey so I think the first photo shoot that I went to I didn't know any of the women that were at the photo shoot and we rocked up there and I had absolutely no idea what I was doing I literally had been at a friend's house before and she'd been showing me how to use the camera who's an who was a photographer and so I was completely freaking out that I was going to stuff up these photos for these women who were about to be so vulnerable anyway and then there's nothing quite as leveling as everybody taking getting completely nude um, in a foreign place and having someone take photos of you. I remember one of the women about halfway through went, oh, my goodness, what if you're just some weirdo and we've all rocked up in this valley and (laughs) taken our clothes off? That's hilarious. (laughs) taken hundreds of photos of us. But that that first day was completely life-changing for me and those women were all – the conversations were hysterical. It was like this – appreciation of each other but the I remember one girl was like oh my gosh you're to to another woman oh my gosh your curves you're just so beautiful I wish I had curves like that and then the other woman was like oh but you're just you're just so thin and I wish I was like that and it was just the irony of it was ridiculous but the appreciation was and they of other women was beautiful as well and it's 
I, so I think I've learned to appreciate the diversity of our books. We're so alike but so different in so many ways yeah. and that is one of the things that makes everybody beautiful as an individual. Yeah, wow. And that's a big takeaway I've had from the whole experience. I think the other thing I remember, we've uh, the other thing is I've had photo shoots where as I got more confident with it and I got a bit more complacent with how vulnerable people were feeling before they did the photo shoots and um which was not which is a nice thing as well because I'm from from my own perspective because I'm so comfortable now taking photos of women there's absolutely no judgment I think women know that when I'm taking their photos as well but the the preparation involved for some women to get to the photo shoots was really full-on we used to start little I'd start interest groups on Facebook and then people would say, I want to be in the photo shoot. And then I'd put them into another group on Facebook. So we'd start like a private mini chat with the women that were going to be there in the photo shoot. Yeah. Um, and those chats were hysterical. There was, there, it would start off really mild normally, and then it would get extreme. Like um, the most common questions were like, what do we do with our pubic hair? <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> which is actually quite funny and we've got like we're in this um yeah so the and yeah the gifts going through the conversation <laughs> I can just fun. imagine I love a good gift conversation it's one of my favorite things <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah so we got we'd always go with however you are is fine um but yeah even the, even that there's just so much in our culture about how you're meant to look and where you're meant to have hair and where you're not meant to have hair and yeah what's attractive and what's not attractive and what's shameful and what's normal. And so that's what the whole through her eyes about is like everything's normal and everything's okay. Yeah. Um, and the, the idea of it is that if we as women can be comfortable with ourselves, hopefully by osmosis effect, that will filter through to our children and they'll learn to grow up to be comfortable in their own skin and the other thing I think is as women, we actually, it is like a, it is a big cultural problem, um, but it's quite often we as women create and feed our own problem and we um, exacerbate it. We're the ones that buy the creams that smooth out the cellulite. We're the ones that um, don't wear our bathers at the beach in front of our kids because we think our bum looks too big or our stomach or our arms or gosh knows or too small or to something who knows and we're the ones that have got the power to change it totally um, and like well it's like the inner and outer right like the inner critic god like I know what my mind says to myself when I go to put my bathers on and yeah like we definitely perpetuate that storyline that dialogue that you know yeah that it has to we have to be a certain way or look a certain way in order to be able to even put bathers on absolutely yep Yep. Yeah, wow. Um, and that some of these women in the book, they're most, they're, because you know, it's all, there's all perceptions in the book, which is part of the awesome thing about it as well, or in the movement, is that some women are totally fine with how they look and all different shapes and sizes. And they're like, I'm just awesome. This is how I am. And I'm totally fine with it. And those women are incredible. And I've, the thing about these women is at the photo shoots is they're literally infectious. So mm. you're standing at a woman who's stand, fully embodying herself exactly as she is and she's totally okay with it. It's really hard to not be affected by her self-acceptance, which is great. So 
that's kind of what this the whole thing is and and what the whole she's me movement was about was filling homes with images of real women that little kids can grow up and one day relate to images in the book yeah, that wow. they've seen and know that they're totally normal how they are and so have you witnessed change in your own daughter through the changes you know that you have I guess embodied through this whole process I don't know she's been <laughs> <laughs> She's had an interesting childhood with this process. Um, I her perceptions are she's oh, I don't even know. She's got quite a worldly view on um body image. She's grown up with women coming to my house to be photographed with no clothes on. Um, she's come to photo shoots. <laughs> um, when when we were actually putting the book together, I literally had like the book mapped out on the walls, so nude photographs all over the walls, everywhere through the whole living room and kitchen so she's at kind of an overexposure point um which is really good she's totally fine she's yeah I don't think she has any issues oh no not at all and I think what a great (laughs) thing she uh, because if I'm correct she hasn't hit puberty yet has she oh no she's only eight yeah so so what a beautiful thing she's still at a quite gorgeous innocent age as well so yeah we don't I don't really know how it will affect I think what a wonderful thing for her to to be aware of as she is going into when she does go into puberty, you know, with things like Instagram and all that kind of stuff that pushes the other agenda. Yeah, totally. And hopefully with movements like the She's Me movement's not the only movement that's there's lots of women doing really powerful stuff in the self-acceptance space and hopefully the image the images are changing that we're seeing in the media and hopefully it just becomes more of that and mm. more and so, I don't know, maybe by the time she is 16, there's a lot more realness being shown in the media and they're actually getting exposed to images of real bodies. Yeah. You mentioned before about how um, you really got to that space where there was absolutely no judgment behind you, behind the camera, and there would be some women who obviously, like you said, embodying self-acceptance was, was contagious. You obviously would have been witness to a woman who may have rocked up to the photo shoot not so confident, not so embodied, not so self-accepting, and then through through that energy and your particular non-judgment, like, actually blossom. Like, can you, like, break that down for us a little bit so that we can yeah. understand? Yeah, definitely. I would – the the most powerful shoots for that, I think, are the Black Bras and Undies shoots, which there was a, there's a few of them in Through Her Eyes, and then we – I've been doing those shoots kind of quarterly and those images are all going to be used for a calendar. But because there's so many women at those shoots, there's something infectiously, I can't even explain how (laughs) the energy at those photo shoots, but absolutely people stand there, women stand there um, or before photo shoots, there's quite, quite a few women cried before photo shoots for the, for through her eyes. Um, with overwhelmedness and one woman in particular just, you know, was crying. She said, I'm doing this for my daughter because I want to break this cycle and I don't want her to feel about herself how I feel about myself, which pretty much sums up the whole project really. And so (laughs) she said after that particular woman said after the photo shoot, she still didn't feel that great because then she was like, oh, my goodness, just done a new photo shoot that's going to be put in a book. (laughs) 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 Um, but 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 then with time she stepped into it it's become way more comfortable and um really helped me promote the book through 
when we were first launching it. So, but the other photo shoots, just the black brows and undies, absolutely. There's been plenty of tears at those photo shoots as well. And it's gone from one extreme, like it goes from the extreme of like, normally I start those photo shoots when we do a dancing photo shoot in dresses. So if people aren't comfortable or not sure if they're going to want to do the black brows and undies, they can just do the dress free dancing photo shoot. And then if everybody wants to, they can participate in the black bras and undies. So it's like a progression of people getting more comfortable. Most often by the end of the photo shoot, we normally do them at sunset, so it's getting darker. A lot of women end up with their bras off and literally twirling them above their heads. This happens at quite a few photo shoots. That would totally be me. I can imagine it. (laughs) (laughs) And screaming. and Because we're quite often in public places, we end up getting... um, you know, walked in on or <laughs> just like this infectious and um yeah, they're totally they're they're like lots of women who have been in the photo shoots have told me that they've been life changing and the just the act of being involved in the photo shoot has changed their lives. Yeah. Um, through the way it's able to shift how they perceive their bodies. So they're really powerful and there will be more of them. So people are welcome to join those moving forward yeah so why was it so important to include nude photos in the projects what it initially started there's a photographer in Canada called Jay Bill and she's an amazing photographer and she did some photo there's this gorgeous photo that she did with a a mum's stomach and she's got all the stretch marks on it and she's got you can just see her two kids heads hugging hugging their um her stomach and it's a it's just an absolutely stunning shot and I think that inspired the whole movement really the whole nudity thing um all I was going for to start with initially was just boob like tummies to just show different tummies and um everyone was okay with it at the first photo shoot so it ended up being all nude and then it just kept kind of snowballing from there going from there I love that. So can we talk a little bit more about your She Is Me movement calendar? You mentioned it a little bit earlier. Just um, give us some more details about it. Okay, so the calendar is another accidental natural evolution, I think. (laughs) I can't even remember how I got to the point and I was like, we want to do a big group photo shoot. I, I don't remember why. Oh, it was to launch the Kickstarter campaign, the initial Kickstarter campaign. So I put a thing out and said, come to this and we're going to do a big group photo shoot and then it was amazing and the energy was so exciting and it was so of all the photo shoots I've done I was like there's just something different about 50 women in black bras and undies it's so leveling and empowering and anyway so I was like oh we should do another one and then then I was like what are they for (laughs) and then (laughs) I have to to create a reason for these shoots (laughs) So then it turned into a calendar and the idea of it just is that there will be women in kitchens everywhere um, that little kids are walking past and seeing normal shapes of women and women are seeing normal shapes of women. It's such a powerful, um, the photos are so powerful on that level, all different shapes and sizes. And then um, I'm actually turning the She's Me movement into a social enterprise. So this year we're sponsored well, part proceeds are going to Treasure Boxes and Catherine House. So can you tell us a little bit about both of those charities? Treasure Boxes help predominantly women and children 
who are, from my understanding, leaving um, domestic violence situations or have suddenly found themselves with absolutely nothing, they'll help them restock their house with essentials. So, mm. you know, bedding for their kids and toys and all sorts of things, which they do through donations. So they get a lot of physical donations. So it would be really cool to be able to give them a monetary donation yeah. at the end of the calendar. Beautiful. Um, and they help a lot of people. So it's a really cool Adelaide charity. And what about Catherine That's House? Um, and Catherine House uh, help homeless women in Adelaide who and they have a house, well, they have a couple of houses from my understanding, and they help the women rehabilitate their whole lives and themselves and get them back on their feet again. So wow. they're an incredible charity. Wow. Congratulations, hon. What a beautiful outreach that you are you know just paying forward I love that so much so where can we go to support you and buy these wonderful creations of yours like the she is me movement calendar and through her eyes book are they still for sale you know how, how can we support you in in your in you birthing this beautiful movement into the world yeah so through her eyes is definitely still for sale on the website so if you find she is me movement on Facebook or Instagram there's links to the website which is she is me movement as well and the calendar is for sale at the moment the and we'll be doing another one next year so it's turned into and I've actually got big stuff happening with the calendar for next year but it's not quite all worked out but hopefully it won't be just on the Flurio that we're doing photo shoots I've kinds of thinking it's going to expand a fair bit but, <laughs> but I haven't quite put that all together yet hasn't um, all come quite down and in, and in yet <laughs> no I've been kind of going how did this grow what's the next step and then I had about three people message me from regional like different regional places in South Australia in the same week saying I want to be involved in a photo shoot and I'm like Oh, oh, babe, that's amazing. So you're going to like yeah. take this, oh, my God, I can just see it. You're going to take this baby on tour and like do, <laughs> do South Australia, get the tourism yeah. on board. Oh, my God, all the things. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so hopefully we'll, um, yeah, and they're, they're, my, they're probably my favourite thing to do, those massive group photo sheets. They're a fair bit of organising, but the energy is just insane and they're such good fun and so empowering. So yeah. um, the more the merrier. Yes. <laughs> and, and on that, if we do want to join in, if we are happen to be local to Adelaide, South Australia, and we do want to join in on a photo shoot, how do we, how do, we do that? How do we get involved? So the Facebook page is the best place to keep up to date with um, photo shoots just because it's easier to advertise them on there and also if you join my mail email list that could help as well but predominantly the Facebook page and that's fa on Facebook as she is me movement yeah brilliant yeah yeah that that's the best place to keep up to date and we create events and then um, yeah go from there Libby, thank you so much for chatting with me today. I love what you're doing. I love what you're doing for women all across the globe. I love what you're doing for our sisters and our mothers and our daughters um, and just changing the stories and the inner dialogue that happens. Thank you so much for being such a gift to the world. We, we need to do it better, I reckon. Definitely. Thank you for your big, beautiful heart and for birthing this into the world. No worries. Thank you. <laughs> Libby Tozer, founder of the She Is Me movement with us there. Oh, I just have such a deep appreciation for all that she's doing for women's embodiment and empowerment 
do yourself a favor and at least go and have a look at these beautiful images that she has captured. She is helping spread into the world like proper normal bodies, lumps, bumps, stretch marks, and all of the parts of our story that's woven on the canvas that is our body. You can find her at She Is Me Movement on Facebook and Instagram. And of course, if you want to support this worthy cause, head to the website, sheismemovement.com to purchase her calendars or books, all the goodies that she's creating. I am beyond grateful for her work and hold to the hope that one day in the near future, daughters will wholeheartedly know that each and everybody is loved because it tells the intricate story that is uniquely theirs. As always, thank you from my heart to yours for listening today. I know that you know someone who needs to hear Libby and the message that she shares. So please send this episode to them. I would also love for you to follow me on Insta at Quintessential Being by Nikki. You can get an insight there into more about me, my life, and who's coming up next as a guest on the podcast. Till next time, big love. Big love.